All right, everybody. Welcome to Who's Your Band. I am Jeffrey Paul. Um, I am bringing in our co-host because he wasn't here last week. Let's mm. give it up for Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Yeah, I, I was good until about 30 seconds ago. Why don't you tell them why, Jeff? Uh, because today's topic, first of all, uh, We'll, we'll 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 talk about the topic in a second. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want to say uh, shout out to Sean Morton. He headlined uh, Laughing Stock Comedy Club this past weekend. Yes, and- I, I, it's a beautiful club. I will give you a lot of credit for that. It is an amazing room. The crowds are fantastic. Uh, everything is top notch over there. So if you live in that area, you got to get out. It's right. It's fifteen minutes from Hershey. It's amazing. It's a beautiful hotel. And I, I I was lucky enough that Jeff was not there that night. Uh, right. You wanted a good show. Sean absolutely brought us a good show. Everyone uh, enjoyed it. I heard uh, good things. Michael Steckler, who goes to a, a bunch of shows, really had positive things to say. So uh, I, I, I'm i thank you, Sean, for headlining our club. I heard you did a great job. Um, all right. So let's get into this. Um, we are bringing back a guest. This is the first... Our guest is, uh, he's a comic, he's a a musician, Um, he is a podcaster. We had a show for a couple of years together. Give it up for Anthony Kaffer, everybody. Hello. There he is. I miss Anthony. (laughs) I know. It's been a couple of uh, weeks, maybe a couple of months even since I've seen you. We have not argued about music in a while. Well, we're going to today. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you tell them the topic, Jeff? And why don't you yeah, tell yeah. and then why don't you tell them the topic? And then I'm gonna to explain to them why I want to punch your face right now. Continue. <laughs> Go ahead. But listen, I was Ooh. very clear. Okay. Uh oh! Go ahead. I was ahead. I was very clear, just like the Biden administration. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. very I was very clear. Um today's topic is we are counting down the top 10 songs of the 2000s. No. Wrong. You told me it was the top 10 songs of the last 20 years. So That's what, what I got here? Yeah, you have it too. Thank yeah. you, Anthony. I really appreciate that. When I'm out in LA in a few months, taking you out to dinner. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, now, it's that easy. the last 20 years nice. means 2003 to 2023. Now, let me explain something to you. Between 2000 and 2002 was a lot of great music that I could have put on my list. But no, Captain fucking ADD has to believe what he believes in his head instead of what he texted me and Anthony. <laughs> and, well, yeah, look, listen, 20 years, listen, you add a listen. year or two here. You know, I'm putting my Give list together. And I got to say, I don't think this has been a great millennium so far. This would have changed my entire list. Two years? Yes, because this is what I want to talk about. I would have... Now, we're not going to jump ahead, but I'm telling you, I only have one to two rock songs on my list because pop became gigantic in 2003, but there was a ginormous rock era between 99 and 2002. 99 don't count. 2000, 2001, 2000. You had the Strokes, the Hives, the Vines, the White Stripes. They all put out pretty great. Music. Well, and then well, if you go on the other end, you have Nickelback and Godsmack and Linkin Park and Disturbed and Breaking. Nickelback still put out music. The uh, one I wanted was 2001. What? This is what you remind me. That song was that That's the song that would have been in my top ten without Oof. question. Really? Of the last, even even with with those rules, I consider it as like no, there are better songs. So you know what? Let's get right into it. Please and I'll, let's do that. And I'll start it off. And here's a good rock song, okay, in the last 20 years, Sean and Anthony, okay? Yeah. Uh, a little band that maybe Anthony may be a fan of, okay? Uh, a little band that Anthony kind of like looks like every member in, okay? The Foo Fighters, and the mm. song I picked for my number 10 song is The Pretender, okay? Oh! 2007 is a it was a top there i think maybe when they're only it was a top 40 hit went to number 37 um when they wrote the song when dave Grohl wrote it that song believe it or not started as a slow jam and then after listening to a little bit of chuck berry you know uh Grohl was like can you know something this has a kind of like that chuck berry stomp to it you know and i really need to kind of put that in there um it was one of the last songs he writes for the album 
And for me, I am not the biggest uh, Foo Fighters fan in the world, but I think in the last 20 years, you have to include a Foo Fighters song. And this, to me, was like one of their best songs. Well, since I know actually about the Foo Fighters and I'm a huge fan of them, my number 10 was also a Foo Fighters song because it's my only rock song on the thing because there wasn't <laughs> a lot of good rock music out between 2003 and 2023 but there was a ton in 2002 and 2023 so all your list, list would have been like Ugh. from the first two years God, no but i would have three or four different songs anyway my number 10 uh the better song of the two because pretender is not a great song uh, best what? of you by the foo fighters oh okay the, the best the best i, I mean what think, i Ed? like all the stuff they did up until I, it's funny because I be also careful, be careful, Anthony. <laughs> I love the Foo Fighters, okay. but I don't think they've put out a good album in at least ten years, and well, I'm being generous. Well, this, and and but this is early on. This is you know more than ten years ago. Wasting White is the best record. The, the, the newest one. What do you think about the drummer in this Foo Fighters? Taylor Hawkins? No, the, the new drummer. No, not, I'm not talking about that. We we had a co-host on another show who thought the drummer in the Foo Fighters sucked. Oh, oh one well, of the most accomplished drummers on the planet, but yeah, he sucks. No so. matter who you're talking about, great drummer. Dave Grohl played drums in the Foo Fighters, great drummer. Taylor Hawkins played drums, great drummer. Oh, uh, who was that? Is uh, that Josh Dustin Freeze? that was bitching him out? Yeah. Was it Dustin? <laughs> he didn't like out that way, I'll fuck him up too. I have no problem with that either. I'm in <laughs> the a mood only, now The only is. drummer that was kind of mediocre in the Foo Fighters was William Goldsmith. They, he didn't play on, on any full albums. He toured the first record. That was it. Toured right? the first album. I mean, great drummer, but not on the cal, not at the same caliber as Dave Grohl, uh, Taylor Hawkins, or Josh Freese. So, who's your number ten, Anthony? Well, I also had the Pretender on my list. I wasn't sure where to put it, so I'll put it at number ten just to make it kind of neat. Nice uh, dinner uh, revoked. Wow. Dinner revoked. I, I knew it would I happen. I knew it would get revoked. Because me and Anthony never agree. Ne and we, we almost right, never right, agree. First one. I think that this was their last great single. Uh, I think it's one of their best songs. I was considering put it, putting this at the top of, at the number one slot, but I it's can't. It's not now. number one. But uh, it's a it's a great song. That that album was for me. That was the first time it started getting hard to listen to their album all the way through. I, I have thought to that, agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that I could get through it. I didn't have to skip songs, but there were songs I didn't love as much as the, their previous albums. And after that album, I can't listen to any of them all the way through. Wasting so, Light is is an amazing record. You got to give that one another chance because it has their I'll best song a, they ever wrote on there. Which one is that? Walk walk okay i i'll give it another chance i remember when i first heard it it sounded to me like um everybody had input it was like too much it was like five guys all being like hey i got page. a riff hey i got page. a riff i got yeah. yeah and it was just like all that. mashed together like five guys ideas but I'll, that's I'll why you chance. like the first record the first one is one of the best and because, and, because and the color and the shape too yeah the first three really it's it's mostly Dave Grohl and right. and I think that the it, it makes it kind of more cohesive and uh, just easier to listen to for me. I'm gonna listen to their last record a lot more very soon because it's really written about how Taylor died and you know being involved with uh, somebody creatively for a long time and after they tragically die, which is gonna yeah. happen to Jeff when I see him the next <laughs> time. But that's why I'm gonna play that album, you know, in memoriam. Continue, Jeffrey. No, we're going to go with uh, Anthony. Let him uh, do... Oh, that's uh, right, Anthony. Nine. Oh, yeah, okay. It's okay. A, so his number his number 10 was the same as mine. We both went with the Pretender, Sean. So we yeah, all went pretender. with a Foo Fighter. So we all kind of agreed that the Foo Fighter should be represented in this in this list yeah. in the last 20 years. Now, does anybody have a duplicate of a person on their list? Or is everybody no, that's a great song? question. I, I intentionally did not do that. I didn't oh, either. I didn't know we could, so I didn't. It's more fun not to. It's okay. It's like when you make a mixtape, you know? You try to... Yeah, you don't, put, repeat. Right, you don't put two songs by the same artist on the next day. <laughs> Absolutely not. Everyone, that's a rookie mistake. Get it, Anthony. <laughs> number number, number uh, nine. 
Okay, number nine. I'm going with uh, probably my favorite uh, song and album of the year. I'm going the Hives new album, uh, and in particular the the single uh, Bogus Operandi. It's the lead single off of their the new Hives album. You're you're making faces like you either don't know what I'm talking about or you hated it. Oh, I, I'm just uh, thinking of in the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah. you know that 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 is what you came up with. Now yeah, that's well, that the, came out this, that's the Anthony I know and love. This <laughs> this came out this year. I think it's the best album of this year. Um, the album is called "The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons." It's the first Hives album in about eleven years, and I think it's great start to finish. And I think this is uh, I believe it's the opening track, and it's the lead single, and it's like the perfect representation of of the album and the hives in general uh lead singer of the hives said that uh he says rock and roll can't grow up and that's sort of the the uh the mantra theme. of this of the new album is mm. to you know kind of more of the same of what you like acdc you know this hives album is like acdc acdc even the on their well, the, the album that they put out during the pandemic that was such classic AC. Nothing yeah. changes. Yeah. It is just the same. Same thing with Maiden. Maiden, there's no ballads. Everything is just heavy. Everything is a everything is like kind of like a gallop. That that yeah. is Maiden. All right, Sean, what's your number nine? Well, I wanted to bring her on this list because I think that she's probably one of the most important uh artists of the last 20 years. <laughs> um, so I went with Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. And that's not a bad that's not a bad uh choice wasn't In her fact, first single it's off the second record but this is the song that really great that, song. Broke, that broke her that that really broke her and that put her to the next level um she's gonna go down as one of the most important artists of our generation without question i mean i don't know how much more music she's gonna be putting out as far as you know acting and things like that but everything she touches yeah. is phenomenal and she actually they actually just released a, a new song friday from the new stones record and uh, she sings on it too, as well. And Stevie Wonder oh. plays piano on it. And uh, thank you to oh, Ken wow. Kranz for reminding me about that. But uh, great song. But uh, yeah, I, I believe that she had to be on my list in some form. And I think that's probably that. I think that's probably the most uh, uh, relatable song that everybody knows by her. I'm glad you yeah. put a, a song by her because I caught some shit today. I was at a party before I came over, and I was putting my list together there. And you know this led to like such a big debate uh, in the party. You know this is a great topic, and I everyone kept telling me you got to put a, a Lady Gaga song in there. And I was like, she's great, I know, but I just felt felt there were other songs. Uh, you know, it's the top ten list. And that's what makes this so hard to do is to edit this down. And mm -hmm. if I was gonna pick a, a song, that probably would have been it. But that's a great song. Um, nine. I don't know if you guys are going to kind of go with this with me, but hear me out on this. And here's my reason for picking Somebody Told Me by The Killers, 2004. Great um, song. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, right. it never made the top 40. In fact, it came in at 51. But it's one of those songs that everybody knows, that everybody sings along with when, when it comes on with, especially the chorus. And I think, you know, I... Um, it was huge on rock band. Remember that game, the yep. Wii oh, game yeah. rock band? I remember my son and his friends they used to play it all the time. And this really, that song introduced a whole new young generation to rock music. And that's why I think like now when, when like my son is 22, but at the time when he was like maybe 10, you know, him and his friends now are into this music because of that game. And I think this was one of the songs that did that. So for me, wow. I think one of the important songs of the of the 2000s was the 2004 Somebody Told Me by The Killers. I'm sort of kind of agreeing with you because I'm, I'm I had 15 songs. I cut five off and one of them was Mr. Brightside by The Killers. That was some, oh, that was a song okay. at the party that someone said, hey, you know, you got You should put The Killers on there. Put Mr. Brightside. And I was like, this, this was my reasoning for this. But I, also I, I a hate great to song. agree, but I accept your decision. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> because of that, John, you can do number eight. One of my favorite musicians. I've seen him a bunch of times. I just saw him this summer. He, Jeff knows exactly who I'm going to be saying. I know, because I, I got shit for leaving him off. Okay. 
uh, I went and I agreed. This guy again is probably one of the best songwriters of the last twenty years. Um, I'm going to do that emphatically every time now. Uh, That's not going to get annoying. It's okay because <laughs> your face hasn't been for the last three and a half years. Anyway, uh, I'm going with uh, "Shape of You" by Ed Sheeran. Great song. I love that song. Okay. I could, and the thing about him, you really could have picked any of like seven or eight songs, but I wanted to just put the. That's the thing too. I, the artists that I picked, I really picked that were the most pivotal artists, and I tried to pick one of their best songs from that era. So they may not even be my personal favorites, but I think they had to get recognition for them. "Shape of You" is not my favorite Ed Sheeran song by far, but it is a popular, popular hit. I think it had some something close to like two billion streams, which is absolutely insane wow. when you think about it. I think when you put these lists together. And you take into consideration the criteria that in the, in 20 years from now, when someone else is doing this, okay, and they're doing songs that uh, of the 2000s that are iconic. Like if we talked about songs in the last uh, 40 years, and we start talking about songs like Stairway to Heaven, which is probably even older than that, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Freebird and, and uh, Bob O'Reilly, what songs are people going to sing, they're going to remember you know, that are really going to stand out and why they're going to fade away. Not songs that necessarily always the most popular, like a song like, um, what was that Bobby McPherson song? Um, Don't, Don't Worry, Be, be happy. happy. Like, you know, people in now they're going to listen to that and say, what the fuck were people listening to? What was that <laughs> shit? Okay. It's a, that's but, a great but, song, though. It's not a great song. It's uh, not. Come on. It's a dopey song. But it's, a song like Shape of You, I can see that message. song will always be around. I can see that song being like a like a Jackson 5 song. that pe- You know, people break out of a party, they don't like it. And even that song stripped down as an acoustic is mm-hmm. such a great song. Yep. 100%. I agree. Um, what's your number eight, uh, Ant? I'm going with uh, one of your favorites, Jeff. Uh, I know you love this band. Uh, I'm going with Wet Leg. Shane's Fucking lounge. no way! No Just way! I can't even tell my producer to kick him off the podcast because that fucking dope likes that band too. Wait. That was a great pick. <laughs> oh, no, oh yeah, now you're talking about speaking finally. Great. This is what I had to iconic... deal with on Wednesday nights. Oh, the I, would, two, I would have a stroke. The two would, of these guys listening to this shit. They won a Grammy what? for best alternative music. What song, Anthony? I'm sorry, Shane's we lounge. Phase lounge. I'm, I'm I'm gonna break this computer. I, if I was there, I would throw coffee at you. God, why oh do I have to agree with Jeff? Why do I have to agree with Jeff? It's a great it's a great song. Oh it's, god, it's not and- it's garbage. It's fucking gone. All right, here's the thing. Here's what I haven't gotten this upset on the show since yeah. Chrissy Mayer taught, told us about her list of songs. What was on her list? Some band that we've never even heard of and oh, no one's ever heard of. Unbelievable. It was so, we, I got a we few all, of those the whole too. show was about ripping her apart and how, how bad her <laughs> musical taste was. Just just I don't even want the explanation. Just, no, I, I I want to hear his explanation. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm sweating now. I like, now. This, kid. I like well, this kid too. His explanation. I this, so I don't um <laughs> I don't listen to a ton of current music, really. I I'm not that interested in seeking it out. And this there, is, were, uh, there, were, there were 20 other years to choose from. No, I know. But I'm saying when this song came out, this was a, uh, it went viral in 2021. And this was. Yeah, so did COVID. A, a, <laughs> yeah, we all got that. Just keep getting it over and over. Why couldn't everybody in, in Wet Leg get COVID and then die of COVID? <laughs> that would be the only way I would listen to Wet Leg ever again. This was it was just one of those new songs that made me pay attention, uh, and and I, I was into it and and I liked the whole album. You know, I think that this was released as a single before their album even before they had any. This was all they had for a time, and I think, uh, I, think I know what it is, Jeff. No, I no, I think this is the moment in life where I feel like the world has passed me by. No, you, you're very close. We are officially old. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I that's think it. that's what it is. We so am I still holding yeah, on? You're saying I'm not we, old yet? No, we, yes. we don't, we don't have saying, Anthony's you're... youth. We don't have his youth and his oh. charisma. Fucking Adam's and, and, and his, Yes, and his, and his current hairdo and and <laughs> lack of gray. Um, see, <laughs> yeah, plenty of gray. Yeah, see, I went with I went with the 2006 uh, Welcome to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. 
Um, okay. I think uh, this song is that this millennium's Bohemian Rhapsody because yeah, because of the multi. Well, think about the multiple uh, song changes and arrangements uh, in in the song. I don't know if you ever saw the video of it. Uh, the video of this song is absolutely amazing. It's stunning visually. Um, and it just ch- the video changes as much as the song changes. And is you know, like how they're in a church. Well, no, it starts like off where you're, you're uh, someone's dying in a bed. And, you know, and oh. it, I mean, it goes along with the theme of the song. You know, okay. someday you'll be the leader of the Black Parade. And then it busts out into this whole big parade and and they're wearing the iconic uh, uh skeleton costumes and here's something about it you know when looking into the song um the band is from new jersey which i knew but mm-hmm. i didn't know that this song was inspired by sinatra's my way oh oh interesting okay i guess i could kind of hear it now well that i think more the theme about because you know my way was Paul Anka's gift to Sinatra about like leaving on your own terms. And this is leaving the world on your own terms. All right. I was never a fan of, of this band. No, you uh, didn't like Helena. No, I didn't like anything that they did, but I do agree that it probably is the, the comparable. If, if there was a, this generation's comparable Bohemian Rhapsody, that's pretty close. Can I Even just though I hate sense in that this was my number seven pick. Oh, really? Well, I, are we up to seven? I, uh, that's yeah. my seven. Yes. Because tell us a little bit about. Tell us why you picked this as seven. Then there's history with me and my Chemical Romance because they are a New Jersey band, and before their album came out, they used to play the same local scene that my band played in, and for four times, my Chemical Romance opened for me. And then shoot 20 years later, I had to buy tickets for their 20th reunion show at Prudential (laughs) Center. Right. So my my band career went really fucking great. But uh, no, let me tell you that that was a game changing record. And that's another record. I think I have 12 records that I say are perfect from top to bottom. And the Black Parade is definitely one of those records. It's 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 a great album. It's a great song. And again, I think this is a game changer in in the the 2000s yep. uh, so that's your seven i'm gonna go with my seven and i'm gonna change things up here a little bit um i'm gonna go uh all the way back to 2001 um and it, it's you not a rock but it's but it's not a rock song okay <laughs> I, I want I, I thought mary j blige family affair uh mm. I, I chose because it's different i think it, this, this song really breaks out mary j blige it's her only number one song um and and it, it, it stayed for six weeks straight entering uh 2001 uh she looks amazing in the video um and it again it has that grinding beat to it you know it, it it's you know that bum 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 does mary j blige give you the like the uh impression that if you were having sex with her she would get on top of you and smack the shit out of you thousand percent like i better i better do the work i better put some work in and i better not let her down because she will fuck me up but her vocal in the song i dig her a lot she's a great vocalist i think a very underrated vocalist when people talk about uh great r&b singers you know there's another song that i could have uh, picked maybe a year later which would have been um uh, no more drama which i think is also a great great song um but on this song uh another 2000s uh icon uh gets a writing credit is dr dre because he came up with the bridge for the song which was she was trying to uh figure out while when writing it and then she kind of really helped out here so um great producer yeah my number seven yeah i i really like uh this song a lot I, i'm a big fan of mary j blush anthony no number seven yeah you, oh, see, you learn seven. a lot when you watch this show. yeah i who knew you never talked about it yeah. on the other show <laughs> um <laughs> let's see okay so since we're, we're we're mixing things up a little bit i'll go my this is a little different than the rest of my list i'm going uh with the beastie boys Ch- check it out from uh 2004. That was 2000s? Yeah, that's 2004. That was the uh, uh, To the Five Burrows album, which was... Such a great record. 2004. So that was the first album they put out after 9-11 happened. And I guess this, you know, this was sort of a... Uh, they said it was a love letter to New York City. Brooklyn, Bronx, uh, Queens, and Staten. Yeah. From the Battery to the Tuck of Manhattan. Yep. 
Uh, and then shop, they. Please. I can wrap them white. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. I think it got a Grammy. Best rap performance. Oh, no, is this like nominated. your whole criteria for your list that they want a Grammy? <laughs> no, I just I was just trying to grab little little tidbits that I could. Just, he's throwing points of interest in. You know, Anthony just, gets it. He's a pro. To, uh, debuted at number one on the uh, Billboard 200. It was, and this was the third album in a row that the Beastie Boys had that debuted at number one. I think the Beastie Boys in the next ten years are going to probably go down as one of the most influential bands of all time, and oh, people yeah. don't give them as much credit as they they should be getting. Amazing. Are they top ten of all time? Yeah. No. No. no, are they top twenty? Possibly, top tw- yeah. Possibly top twenty, top 20. bands of all time. I'm no, influential bands. Would you say bands. bands? Yeah, I would go top with top twenty. I would say they, yeah, I, they're at least in the conversation, right? You know, like it's not ridiculous to bring them up if you're talking top twenty most influential bands. Well, let me ask you something: Who did they influence? Who did they? Uh, like who? Probably, who probably like, Eminem. You, like, like, you, <laughs> like you know, you know a lot of modern music. You, you know, you you already showed that. Okay, um, I don't know if you did a good job of a pick and chase lounge. Okay, but but you know, <laughs> this is my I'll, own personal. But, but, I'm not making a definitive. Uh, <laughs> this is my personal picks. But who who's around today? That you know, both of you guys listen to a lot of modern music. Who who do you hear the Beastie Boys in? Hmm. Modern music, yeah, because we throw around the word influential. Like, I, I think Aerosmith is a top ten influential band. And when well, you like hear the Beatles I, are influential too, but they're so oh, the Beatles are the well, most no, influential band. The, the bands that listen to the you could say Elton John is a influential artist, right? Would yes. you would you understand why Axl Rose says that Elton John is his biggest influence of all time? Absolutely. You, you listen to Welcome to the Jungle, or doesn't have to. It do, doesn't necessarily right. So it's it not about necessarily... one particular how, song or album. Well, how about it this? Could be about like a vibe or the way they write or the way I, they I would say uh, Beck. Was influenced by the Beastie Boys that's because say that's all I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I think that he, I think that he got the Dust Brothers to produce Odile because they produced Paul's Boutique, and it's a very now, similar now, now that make, kind of. Now style. that makes sense. Yeah. That's that's a great example, Anthony. Well done, sir. And because of it, you get to give us your number six. <laughs> all right, my number six. Uh, let's see, what do I have in number six? Uh, I'm going with uh, the Breeders. They put out a song in t- uh, 2018 called "Wait in the Car" off of their off of their album "All Nerve," which was the first first new music they had released since 2009. So I was very excited when I heard when I heard the song. And I, the can you Google symptoms for eye stroke? <laughs> I can't believe like, like this. Started off with so much promise. <laughs> oh my Anthony god! Anthony, right off the beginning, we got the we're, we're, we're lock yeah, the hey, connection. Maybe maybe I haven't seen Anthony in a little bit. Maybe things have changed. You know, <laughs> no. Anthony comes back hardcore. Coming he back comes hot. back hardcore. He comes not not a, not an only an old breeder song. You know, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't do that. He'll do something new by the breeders because you know how 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 much the kids are talking about the breeders these days. <laughs> Yeah, five I, people I know who Kim Deal is, by the way. No five. Grammy, no Grammy nominations on that one. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> I think it's great though. I I I feel like it's um like an underrated album because it came and went and there was little fanfare. But I thought it was a great there's the thing that I have found in the last maybe ten years is that all the bands that I grew up listening to. When they put oh. out new music, oh, I get excited, and then I hear it, and it oh, sucks. Yeah. Or it's like mediocre at best. And when this album came out, I thought that it was as good as some of their some some of the stuff that I grew up on. You know? I, I have I say, to agree with you with that, because I'm, I, a, I'm a gigantic Guns N' Roses fanatic, right? And they just put out three singles over the last year. Now, somebody who... You know, everybody in the world thought you're never going to hear Guns N' Roses music ever again, right? There's three singles. I have Apple Music, which is $10 a month, which means I can download anything I want for that $10 a month. I did not download those three songs because they are the biggest pieces of trash I've ever heard in my life. So I understand what you're saying with that. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I think he's a hundred. I think Anthony, you're hundred percent right is w- yep. with that assessment. I think songwriting in the last twenty some odd years has easily gone down. When you look at when you look at any top ten list, okay, you know you know go go any week, the top forty songs of that week, okay. Look at the depth of the eighties and the seventies and what comes out, and then then compare it to today. There is no comparison. You know, in in, yeah. in in the songwriting. Well, and because I I think part of it might be that artists don't really get a chance to develop. You know, they they get a they go viral or whatever. They have a a hit and then they capitalize on it and then it's like kind of disposable. You know, give us another hit or you're out. And then they don't get another. People just disappear. I don't think I don't think today's music has, the, and this is something we, we've talked about before, has the listenability or the re-listenability no. that that older song, and and that's the thing I'm trying to get at with yeah. this with 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 what we're doing here today. So my number six, which I think is a very re-listenable song, I actually was listening to it today. Um, 2005's I write uh, I write I write sins, not tragedies, by Panic at the Disco. It's their okay. se- it's the second single they ever put out. It charts high. It goes up to number seven. Uh, it's their only top ten hit until uh, until High Hopes came out in 2015. And do you remember the controversy with this song when when it came out and it came out on radio? Um, there was the line closing the goddamn door, and then radio would bleep out goddamn. And today that wouldn't even be a consideration. And then the, the other uh controversy with the song was um there was a instead of saying whore in the in the lyric the lyric went to shh in the lyric oh for the for the clean and yes in the in the the radio edit and today you'll have a target yeah exactly but you'll have you'll have a song like uh like hot wet pussy okay Right or wet hot pussy is that the is that the wet song ass, wet ass pussy wet, wet, wet ass, ass wet pussy ass. okay right uh which, which, which is going to have seventeen writers on it and there's no problem playing that on radio when you have a chance I know you've probably seen it already but I want the listeners to hear it too speaking of wet ass pussy Tom Cotter who is a brilliant comic oh I saw that bit one of the greatest bits I've seen in the last twenty years not twenty three Jeffrey but in the last <laughs> twenty years where he compares the lyrics between baby it's cold outside which got canceled. And wet ass pussy. It's fucking mm. brilliant. But you know what? Even if you don't like the song, that if we're talking about songs of the last twenty years that that stand out, end it, and I'm gonna that, jump through this fucking computer. That song, I, I that song was huge. Yeah, it doesn't mean people it's good. are gonna people are gonna remember that song. 10, 20 I years guarantee ago. they won't. They'll, they'll remember because of, of just you know uh, because, the title, of just how vulgar it is, right? But I, but I don't think you th- honestly, Anthony. All can aside, do you think it's a good song? I mean, I. It's not. I'm not the target demographic. I'm just saying that it is. It's a song that came out in the beginning of the pandemic and was like a club anthem when people couldn't leave their house. This was a club song. So when that generation grows up, they're not going to realize this is an idiotic song. I don't think that it is idiotic to to the to this generation. I think that it's uh I think it speaks to the generation. And and, and that's a sad commentary on the generation. <laughs> because 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 you know, we're well it's... our generation is going to be talking about cashmere, okay, which is an influential song in its own right. But I bet you no one is going to be picking, you know, you, you'll be at, I, at a wedding and everyone's going to be talking about wet hot pussy. May, I mean, maybe. I think that it's the, it's not doing anything different uh, than a lot of other songs written by men. It's the, it's the flip side. It's women. If a guy wrote that song. It's, soft, it's sophomoric canceled. though, don't you think? It's well, if hard. a guy. one i think you're absolutely wrong on how that. many classic rock songs are about penises my dingling by chuck berry <laughs> written 60 years ago one <laughs> song anthony that's every it. ac by DC the way song, every only, led zeppelin only top squeeze my, what's that squeeze my lemon till the juice runs down my leg the led zeppelin right what song is that lemon song whatever that is Come do you on. think they were was it were they referring to the penis squeeze i'm not my sure lemon. every van halen song 
you know, we're see, running a little bit hot tonight. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think that's a, see. I think we can't I, see the road with the steam coming out from between my legs. Come yeah, on, yeah, it's, yeah every... it's Panama. He's talking about a car. Come on, it's a car. It's, it's a, it's a rusty car. car that has a There's hole in the so many. It's about a car. Everybody There's knows so that. many examples fact, of using, this being done. They're using. With, they're using Eddie Van Halen's Lamborghini in that song. They would have that room. They, they parked it outside so, the studio. So Look it up. It's a euphemism. No. I, the, oh, it's right. done so much with, with men. And this is just, it's just women doing the same thing. And I think that that's part of why this generation has, uh, you know, just gravitated towards it. What do you? What's your number six, uh, Sean? You mentioned something about pussy? a wedding. You mentioned something about a wedding, right? Is it going to be being played at a wedding? Did somebody just say that? I did. Okay, so well, this I is the, this is the wedding song. song. This is the wedding song. Now, I'm not saying I like this song, but when I heard it, I, first time I heard it, I'm like, I'm going to be hearing this song for a long fucking time. And I went with "Happy" by Pharrell Williams. Oh, I yeah, love I that song. I love that song. You can't too. I be about it. like you can't oh, be ignore, you can't be a living person and not like bop your head at least once to this song. Oh yeah, and it's one of those songs that's going to be around for hundred percent at a wedding the rest of your life. When they I haven't when, heard when, it when, in like eight years though. When, like, when WABC <laughs> when WCBS FM is playing classic hits, that will be a song that's a classic hit. I have to agree with that. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's not. I don't think it's my the greatest song, but it has to be on this list. It's a on fun song. End. It is. It That's is a fun song. We're gonna make Anthony continue to wait, and he needs he needs a timeout. Okay, <laughs> and he needs to start reevaluating. Okay, everything. Uh, so, Sean, give us your number five. Uh, something you'd never thought that I would pick, but I think it's a. It was. It came out at a very uh, dark time, and it's an anthem. And I think that's really hard to find anthems now. I went with Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. You know what? At at the party today, people said, that's a great song to put on, on your list. It's an and anthem. I said, it's not even just a good hit anymore. Like, they play this at Yankee Stadium. They play it at, you know, oh, yeah. if there's a big event at, at MetLife. I mean, they, they it, it just, it's transcended music at this point. And I love the regular uh, Alicia Keys version as well. Which I'm just going to ask you that. Such a great I didn't version. know that there was one without. Yeah, she does it just uh, acoustic on the piano. Yeah, oh, it's it's a good song. It's a catchy song, and you know what? On my number five, I kind of I'm in the same vein as you here. I have a song that could be played now is part of the song, but it's sampled, and the song it's sampled from is a good standalone song too. Here, so if we're going, we're talking the the last twenty some odd years in the two thousands. I picked two thousands. Eminem Stan. Okay. Uh it's oh, okay. sampled. Yeah, it's sampled from the Dido song, Thank You. Um, it wasn't a top 10 hit, okay? But I think it's a song that everybody really knows with uh Eminem. I think the other song I yes. could have could have gone with was uh that mom spaghetti song. Oh, from Eight Mile. Eight Mile. Yeah. Let's talk about that one later, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think uh oh, sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. So I, I'm, I'm going to leave it there because I have a feeling, you know, Eminem may uh, reappear on this list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. something so Jeffrey. I, I think so. You know, I, I, that's the intuitiveness that yeah. a pro like me has in doing this. <laughs> I can so tell what, what, what the intuition. other people on the show are doing. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think that, um, I think you got a point about that song being uh, important because, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the young people today, when they call people stands, you know, like fans of some something or somebody, pretty sure that the origins of that come from this song. Yeah, hundred percent. Stalker. And that's so, why I chose this over. So we have to yourself. talk about that. Yeah. So it's it's one of those. It changed pop culture in such a way that, you know, maybe potentially there are young people saying stand that don't even know the song. Right. But <laughs> it's, but, it but it's a so good. Much. It's a good song. And the, you know, the Dido song, song yeah. is good, but I think I think yeah. the the version with uh, Eminem is just so far much more superior. He's such a yeah. great rapper. Yep. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Anthony, who's your number five? <laughs> All right, I got a couple that I don't I don't think you're gonna. Uh, it can't be. Listen, you already you already threw wet leg out there. All I right, don't yeah, know yeah. how we can go any further down. <laughs> All right, I'm going with cheek face. 
the song is Listen to Your Heart, No, from their 2021 <laughs> album, Emphatically No. Correct. No. Exactly. White cheek face. I this is another this is another one of these new bands, oh new songs that I just stumbled on it. Like I don't know, it came up on a but Apple. In the Music last twenty years, you thing. think this is gonna be Well to this is when I heard it, <laughs> I think part of why <laughs> I like one, this person. Go ahead. I want to hear this. I think part why I personally connected with it was because they sort of they they're sort of doing what I've been trying to do with music. They they took the kind of like what's happening in the world. They got this kind of sarcastic, dry humor, social commentary take on what it's like to be alive now. And they've got this kind of post-punk uh, art rock kind of sound. And he's doing like the talk singing lyrics and stuff. And I heard it. I'm like, I can't believe there are not more bands doing this because this is like this is the kind of band I would like to be in. It's it's sort of like the kind of music I've been trying a to band that nobody to. listens to. That's yes. the well, that's listen, apparently. Apparently, going, I got to defend Anthony with with some of this stuff, okay? Because and this is where I think Anthony kind of like misses the boat on his own career. He need, <laughs> he, no, really, no, he need, he needs. He needs to write more songs and put more stuff out there because Anthony did one of the things I thought was like one of the fucking best things I've I've seen in the millennium was he reimagined. I hate the term reimagine, okay, but here re, he reimagined the Sopranos theme song, <laughs> and it was a classic. He incorporated in a song. How many how many lyrics do you know? So how many songs have the lyric? He eats gabagool and he's in the mo- Italian mafia. And you specify uh, two, Italian actually. mafia. Two. There's one by Dean Martin and there's one by- He says gabagool? <laughs> no. There's no song. But Anthony, he 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 put all these elements together in a, in a TV theme song. It's the greatest thing. It's on YouTube, people. You got to oh. download. You got to go search it out and like it. Yeah, I, 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 right I, here. I was going to give him credit for something yeah, later on, it. but since you mentioned it too- uh, Anthony wrote a song that was uh, that earwormed me for I swear to God a good two months. Whoa! And I would I would walk around my house singing Ellen DeGeneres gave me COVID nineteen. <laughs> I sang that fucking song like to the point where I was singing it at work. I was at shows. I was singing it, and I'm like this motherfucker. I, it's it's like a 32 second song, and I could not get it out of my brain for like a wow. good three months. I haven't thought about that one in, uh, since that album came out. Yeah, uh, that's a bonus even, track on my uh, it's a bonus track, yeah. social distancing butterfly album. Only on Bandcamp. Bandcamp exclusive. This, this, track. Is, this is all classic stuff. So oh, wow. we are into the, the final four here. Yeah. And uh, I'll go with final, uh, my four. Uh, I'm going to go 2003's Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. I uh, knew one, you were putting this on the list. I knew well, it. All, listen, any anytime you know, we're, we're talking uh female singers or or anytime i can kind of like shoehorn evanescence into something i do i think amy lee is easily one of the best vocalists of the last 20 some odd years uh but here's the funny thing she wrote this song when she was only 19 years old and which i think is oh my god like like when i was 19 years old i'm still trying to figure out shit and she's putting her feelings into like just an absolutely beautiful amazing rock song uh she had already been through an abusive relationship she was feeling desensitized and that's what the whole thing bring me to life is about um it's done with the group uh 12 stones and oh with the guy yeah and the band you know evanescence especially amy didn't want to do this as a duet and it was really the record company that kind of pushed for them to do this together and listen it was the right call because it is really great um you've seen it in movies like daredevil sean's a big wrestling fan it was part of the wwe for a little while um and anthony it won a grammy for best hard rock performance so that's i think i'm justifying my pick here (laughs) number four bring me to life evanescence wow my number four also a grammy winner anthony just so you know (laughs) we're gonna stick with this uh 
I think uh, another one who's going to be around a very, very long time. I went with Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Oh, you fucking bitch. Why? Is that his top, his number three? That's my number three. Uh, Okay, go ahead. It's all right. Listen, listen, Jeff, you should not call me a bitch. You should actually say, wow, Sean, this is amazing. This is like episode 130. No, here's the reason why. Almost three years later, and we're actually agreeing on most of this episode. No, but here's the reason why, Sean and Anthony. I thought like I was going to put this on here, and both of you guys would go, oh, Jeff, Hard Rock Jeff. He went with an Adele song. I didn't see that coming, and now you just just blew my my thunder out of the water (laughs) as if thunder was in the water. No, I don't give right examples. Well, you say, know what? Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe uh, I've been hanging around with my buddy, my pal Sean, for a long time, and maybe he's <laughs> teaching me that there's more <laughs> things in life than Iron Maiden. There's more things in life than Dio. There's more things in life than Black Sabbath. Maybe oh, Sean is right. Oh, they're really. Not really, but not Dio. Uh, yeah, on. I'm, I'm, I'm on such a Dio run these days. Mom, it is. It's such a. I saw the pictures, by the way. Very nice. Um. It's such a great song. And she I almost put I almost let me tell you, you almost got lucky because I had Hello on here instead by Adele. Because that was one of the big when out of the gate, that was a monster. I mean, there's very few songs that were as big as that, but I think this was a better song personally. So that's why I put Rowan and Deep on. Hmm. You know my connection I, to this guy, Anthony. I was <laughs> I was just gonna say I have a thing against Adele because she is one of the huge she's artists. Fat? Is that what it is, Anthony? You hate <laughs> fat people. Now she's skinny. What, what, what do you hate? No, no, no. She she's one of the 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 huge artists that have jumped the line in the vinyl production. Uh, you know, she You're she right. cut in front of a lot of indie artists who had to wait extra long because artists like Adele. Had had the their vinyls made first. Well, because people are going to buy it. Well, yeah, yeah but it's like some some indie money. band is like you know they put in the order and then there it's it's somewhere in production and then here comes Adele skips to the front of the line. Yeah, well, when Cheek it's Face, sucks. okay, yeah, I'm when, sorry, when, I'm when, sorry, when they sell their five hundred yeah. copies, Face is one of the bands that uh, yeah. was affected. Yeah. Good. Yeah, sorry, Chunky Butt didn't sell their thirty-two vinyls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chunky, I'm gonna write that down. Adele's breaking records and selling five hundred Ch- million Chunky records. Chunky Butt. Yeah, let's see, uh, Scritti Pillity <laughs> is having a, a comeback record. You know, maybe we can mass produce, you know, three million of those, bad and they'll be about bad, huh? bad comeback. But don't no? okay. I, I mean, sure, I see what you're from a business perspective. Fine. That's but remember, I'm a, as, I'm a suit, an Anthony. I'm a suit. An, yeah, you're a suit. But as an artist, doesn't that bother you in the slightest that big no, artists can no, come in because you know the business it's called show business it's not show friends anthony <laughs> oh but my the god big We're artists actually, don't me and you need... are agreeing and ganging up on a guest this here's is the thing weird this is the big weird. artists because, because this don't is what anthony the... does there's a reason why when i thought about this episode the first person i called <laughs> was anthony kaffer i was like i have to have him on we should do this again next week with chrissy mayer back on <laughs> And just do all different songs. I'm I'm still decompressing from her episode, and that big was like artists, two years ago. Big artists don't need the vinyl sales to make a living. They make money from their tours and things like that. Small artists, they don't make money anywhere except they have a couple of pieces of merch they can sell at their small shows. And vinyl is one of the things that helps small artists be able to make a living. And I understand where you're coming from. But this isn't a charity. <laughs> no, Jeff, I understand because I'm, let me explain something to you. This, this is this is where me and you differ. Um, see, Anthony has talent, right? And I have talent. So I understand the fact of what he where he's coming from with this because I was also a musician too back in the day. But if I am just say the lead singer of Godsmack and you know, you know, filthy animal or whatever the fuck the name is, right? Comes along and they want to sell fucking 10 records. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? No, because uh, I got a boat and I got six more payments on this boat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, let's put out my vinyl and because uh, the, the sheep will buy everything. And that's what it comes down to. But I will give Anthony credit on one thing. The vinyl resurgence, and I have said this a million times, the vinyl resurgence is 1000% uh, because of the indie artists starting that the hipsters completely did two things they brought back good coffee and they brought back <laughs> vinyl and that's basically it but the vinyl resurgence now 
Ugh, yeah. <laughs> but the vinyl resurgence really is gigantic. It's selling more than CDs now. I mean, that's that's clear as day. You can go into any Target or Walmart now and buy it. It'll vinyl. change. It'll change. It, It'll it, change. It, Everything it, things changes. are all citrical. The only thing that doesn't change is that wet legs go is going to suck. <laughs> Cheeky monkey, whatever that. Anthony, what are your number um, four and three songs? Four? Okay. Uh, my number four is a, a band called Parquet Courts. Uh, the song is called Master he's, he's, of My Craft. He, I, I, he has made me listen to this. <laughs> I, we have gone fucking through you don't like, I know. I know Adam likes this. Uh, this, oh, this is this, right now. Adam has got a semi chub going on. That's why oh, his camera's off. He's fucking this. whacking off to Anthony's list the whole time. He's sitting there going, You know, <laughs> Jeff and Sean are two fucking assholes. I like, you know, I'm gonna You're go back so and just mainstream. do it with Anthony. Anthony's cool. He's underground. He's about Indiegogo. Yeah, that, that's right. If, if more than 15 people listen to an, a, a band or an album, Adam wants nothing to do with it. And it has to be depressing too. And for Adam to say, "Hey, that's really," he's gonna cry into his craft beer, <laughs> the grapefruit. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's very uh, poppy. And then, all right. So, and then my my oh, this is my number three, I guess. Yes. Yes. Uh, this one, I think people probably know. Uh, I went with Queens of the Stone Age, uh, Little Sister from 2005. That's a great song. to Paralyze. Love, love uh, that song. Yeah, I didn't know this about the song. A couple things. They uh, this was recorded uh, live in the studio in one take, which I, I didn't know before. And apparently, there was an earlier version of the song that was recorded with Dave Grohl for "Songs for the Deaf," but it was scrapped for some reason, which I, I didn't know about it. But it so ended my, up on the next album. So my number three is I'm going to go be real quick with this. Was, was was what Sean's number four was is also Rolling the Deep by Adele. 2011 huge crossover uh hit i think this is the song that really elevated adele to superstardom 65 weeks in the top 10 it's bluesy but know my connection to this song is sean this is what i'll always associate with this i was at a show and there was this other comic and she really loved the song so before you know how before the show sometimes you know they're playing music they're mm -hmm. playing this song, and this girl's really like vibing. She's really digging it, and she's snapping her fingers and she's singing. But she had this awful like like liquor breath, mm. and 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 it just kept like going into my nostrils and living there. I'm going fat fingers and, now. Before I go to, uh, is that what they're called? What the, the band that Anthony likes was it? Fat fingers or, or no cheeky cheek face. cheeky face? Cheek cheeky face. face. Okay. Cheek face. Chunky butt. <laughs> <laughs> what okay sean what what's your number three and number two uh one of the most influential bands of of the 2000s and anybody argues with this they just don't know music this is the most popular song they ever put out it's called hey ya by outcast oh uh, everyone kept telling me at the party also how now, when you did this come out 2003 2003 i believe oh, which is you know from the list. last 20 years Jeff, twenty years. Uh, yeah, we get it. We should have been number one put, on my list. They it's put out such it. a brilliant record with Speaker Box and the Love uh, Albums, a double record, and basically one album was like more of Big Boy, and one album was more of Andre Three Thousand. Yeah, what a just just a fucking banger record, all from top to bottom. You know, so I put that as number three. Yeah, hey, uh, is it? Wow. Uh, hey, uh, is a. It, it is a deep song. It is, you know, so musically. No, it's so different, you know? But yeah, but I'm just saying musically, it has depth. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a song that sticks around. It's not like, you know, it's nothing that was kind of like frivolous, if you know what I mean. You know, right. music. I'm still not tired of it. As, as old as the song is, and as much as it got played, I'm not even close to being tired of it. Yes. Anthony, and you should right. check out the Super Suckers, because you actually look like their lead singer named Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> and uh okay. they do a great cover of that song too so. oh okay and right. my number two was what jeff mentioned before i i went with eminem as well but i went with lose yourself i think that's another one that's become an anthem uh i think you're gonna hear a lot of that in tra on training montages you got to hear mm -hmm. that sports mm -hmm. events uh it really I did a lot for mom's spaghetti yeah, mom spaghetti. Actually, <laughs> really, really yeah. come back after that. Olive Garden sales went up fifty six percent. But yeah, it, I just think it's a great song. And honestly, I'm not that dude who likes to listen to songs to get pumped up and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm a professional. Yeah. I just go and fucking do the job. Me too. But if I, I have agree. to. No, I, I have, have to. I have to get pumped up. On. You gotta get, I have to get pumped up. 
Yeah, what air supply song do you pick? Um, <laughs> I, I, put, I put making love out of nothing at all because of course you James do. Diamond. Oh, well, you're, look, you're looking down at your pants when you say that? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so my number two, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of the band, I think this song is undeniable. 2008, uh, Viva La Vida uh, mm. by Coldplay. Um, great song. First of all, yeah, great string section. Uh, one song of the year, Anthony, in 2009 wow. at the Grammys. Um, that means the song, winning. yeah, Viva La Vida means um, long live life. And it's inspired. Remember the artist Frida? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by a painting of the same name. Um, I think okay. in the song, uh, the bells and the chimes really give the song like a very grandiose sound. I think the kettle drums also, you know, give the song a very unique sound. Um you talk about a, a, a song that I've heard a million times and still don't get uh, excited to hear, and you know, especially when when the song is like a minute or two in, you know, it's and it's and it's starting to roll. This is it. I think easily they're they're one of the maybe it's their biggest, biggest song. song by far. Yeah, I think I think everyone knows it. It was used as a uh, theme song of the uh, of an Olympics of a recent Olympics. Yeah, as well. and it was uh, it was the new the French one commercial for a while. I, I mean, I saw them do a live at Central Park, and I mean, you must have had fifty thousand people singing the song alongside it. It was right, it was- and especially like you know when they, that 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 uh, last part when the you know, the O part. Sing it, Jeff. I don't know what part you're talking. About. Right. Yeah, one more like time. That. What was that? Oh, 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 oh. oh. It sounds just like Chris Martin. Yeah, it's not bad. Anthony, number two. <laughs> All right, mine's going to be a real popular one. I went with a uh, Queens of the Stone Age uh, uh, side project called uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Oh, I, I fucking love them. Yeah, they're oh. great. I now picked the song "I Want You So himself. Hard." Oh, it's a great me. song. God damn it! It's what not is the song called again? I want you so hard. In parentheses, boys, bad news from uh, Death by Sexy, two thousand six. Such a, uh, they are such a brilliant band, man. But so there's great. no way they don't. They only belong in the top two thousand songs over the last twenty years. But I'm happy that you put it on, though. It's like the ultimate party band. Yeah, they're great. All right, so we are now down to our number ones. Yes. Uh, I'll go number one, and we're going to save Anthony for last because I'm sure this, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> Uh, but for me, num- my the number one song of the 2000s, you can't go to a stadium without hearing it. Seven Nation Army, White ah, Stripes. Was, song. Um, I was wondering where that was going to yeah, go. Catchy, gonna iconic riff, simple drum beat. Uh, I would say uh, that song revived rock in the early 2000s. Um, 2003, Grammy for Best Rock Song. And again, can you go to a sporting event? Okay, whatever the event is, without hearing that song, it crosses over. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a that's a solid number one pick. I oh, will yeah. I'll give you that. And the album's great. The whole yeah. album. Oh my yeah. god, it's all the way yeah. through. I went uh, I went a different route with my number one. I think this is. I I truly feel this is the biggest song of the last twenty years. Uh, I went with Uptown Funk by Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars. Oh, you know, how another we version Bruno Mars off this list to this point? And no one had Bruno Mars. Because he was number no. one. No yeah. one had Bruno Mars. So uh, this is another song that is a huge thing. It's also played all the time at a wedding, at a birthday, 100%. Party, at a graduation. Who would you say that was inspired by? I don't know. That's that's a hard... Oh, Michael that's Jackson. That's an easy yeah, I don't know that's Jackson, a Michael Jackson. Jackson I see that more Brown. of a, 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 a 70s song, to be honest. But... Um, yeah, dude. I mean, when I heard it the first time, that's a jaw dropper, you know? That's a real jaw dropper. And I'm like, what is what is going on with, with music? You know what I mean? Like, this was just, I, had, I hadn't heard anything like this in, in 20 years. And it was just, it's still one of those songs that stays on my phone all the time. It's a, it's easily a great one. That that's that's a good. I, I can't believe we left Bruno Mars off until that. Um, listen, we we give our guest of honor. He will do. He will give us the last song, the best right. song of the two thousands. Please, Anthony. Please. All right. I so I, on a on, on a positive note here. I'm taking it back to two thousand five. Uh, one of the first viral 
hits that I remember in the very early days of YouTube. Don't tell me I, it's fucking treadmill. It. I went with the treadmill song. Okay, go. Here it goes again. That's it? 61 million views. It's a great it's a great song. It's a great video. They it took them 17 takes to get that music video. Um, the treadmill song? The treadmill song. You watch ever listen to video, it without Jeff. the treadmill? Watch the video. Okay, now here's what I want you to do. Jeff, now I'm not going to make fun of you anymore for the rest of the episode. Now, <laughs> completely bad. Yeah, the episode's over. Yes, I, well, but I could still go. Um yeah, it's a video where there's like four treadmills and like they're walking Eight treadmills. On it. I'm, oh, eight. I'm sorry. Oh, I've seen yeah. that. That would have been artistically fucking horrible of me. There's four guys, eight treadmills. Yeah, yeah, I remember 17 that. takes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, That's I, my remember, number I one. remember that was a thing for a week. That's my number one. <laughs> yeah, he, that's it. That's it. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> this this was an episode. Um, it happened. It, 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 it happened. Um <laughs> I can't fucking believe that I agreed with Jeff most of this fucking episode. <laughs> this we is learned, the first. We this learned a lot of things on this episode uh, today. We reconfirmed a lot of things on this episode today. Yeah, people who who listen to Dustin Vinyl and are listening to, to this show, uh, yeah, they, they they get the whole. They, now they understand why me and Anthony can't could never do a road trip together. Okay, <laughs> we could do his shows together. We could make, we could hang out and have a beer and maybe talk about, but we'll never agree on music. You don't want to hear like moist hand. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, that's a good one too, moist hand. Okay. No, but but you you take you get Adam and, and Anthony in a car. Those those two fucking nitwits are driving them to Australia <laughs> together and just oh, listen. Yeah. Right, just and just like having a great time. The oh, two yeah. of them. Kindred that spirits. Miserable music. Kindred spirits, both of them. <laughs> listen, okay, we got Anthony, good taste. And all, all can aside, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, this was so much fun. This hour went by so fast. It did. Too fast, I say. Yeah. Uh, I miss seeing you on uh, Wednesdays, and I'm so glad we had you on here today. Uh, do me a favor. Just tell people where they can find you and, and let them know what you're up to right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can find me on all social media, at Anthony Kapfer, uh, K-A-P-F-E-R. Um I'm doing some stuff. I'm releasing music uh, under my name. I have another music project. It's all kind of comedy, comedy music. Um, I release music as Buzz Killjoy, so you can stream if you whatever stream. Yeah, much stream like your whole stuff. list. Yeah, it sounds like uh, if you like uh, Chunky Butt and you like the the moist hands, you're gonna love Buzz Killjoy, Anthony Capper, and I'm starting a new project. Uh, it's going to be called Bald Wig, and wig is spelled with an H. Of course, uh, like, so like the wig party in well, yeah, right in 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 the seventeen so and eighteen hundreds. I'm excited good. about it because it's my it's the first music. I'm not worried about making the songs funny, and I haven't done that in a very long time, ten years. Probably. Going out of your wheelhouse, I dig that. Yeah, and you know what? So Anthony, these are just and Anthony is a very talented musician. Whether he it be playing guitar or playing the drums, I would I would hang with him. I would I would have a beer with him. I would, would uh, go record shopping with him, but I would uh, handcuff him, <laughs> shoot my wrists, <laughs> and take him to the real music. Is what I would do. I, I know it, and then he has the nerve. He has the nerve to to get all over me about. Uh, about going to see uh, John Mellencamp and and Journey, and then a couple of weeks ago I went to go see the Eagles, and I filmed some of it and I sent it to him. Now, Anthony, you, you want me to ask you how old you are? I'm 39. Okay, oh, you you oh well, yeah, you're part of that fucking generation. Okay, so I I I tend to feel that anybody under 46 is a slightly mentally challenged because <laughs> i think that we're the, i think that my generation is the last good generation because i'm 47 uh okay. so i tend to even though i'm closer to your age than i am to jeffrey's i am yeah, i'm in my early 80s well like <laughs> biden but anyway um he i i am siding with jeffrey one thousand percent you can screen cap that if you want. You can isolate that track. It's never going to happen again. I completely sided with Jeffrey on this episode. Because your music and, sucks. And, and, on, <laughs> and on that note, 
Um, we will see everybody next week. And Anthony, again, thank you so much for coming and thank doing the you. show. We really do appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. Hey, guys. Follow Anthony Kaffer, yes, man. Very, please. very funny and, guy. And listen to listen to Ellen DeGeneres gave me COVID nineteen. Then you'll understand why I sang it for <laughs> fucking three months. That's right. <laughs> funny shit. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Take care, Later, everybody. Guys. So long. Bye.